What's uh, up? I'm having a good day. Are you having a good day? I'm having a great day. You want to know why? Yes. Because why? you brought out Oreos. <laughs> Yay for the Oreos. <laughs> we cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hi, everybody. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine and Dine. So I'm going to open up with the wine of the day. Not the wine that we're drinking of the day. No. Which is still Kung Fu Girls. You know what? I honestly say I like this better than my blackout that I had. Really? I do. My blackout, I feel like, was really, really, really bitter. Like, within a day, it just got very bitter for a Riesling. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of that. This is, it has the right amount of tartness to it. But it's still very sweet Riesling. Like, I, yeah. oh, I like it. Yeah. Okay, no. so start us out with your wine. All right, so my wine of the day. So when we went up to visit David's parents, we went into this store called Second and Charles, which if you saw our Instagram, you saw what I found there. Yes, I did. Oh, my God. That was great. I couldn't be like, I didn't want to leave. It was like Half Price Books and Disc Replay had a baby. Ooh. And that's what the store was. Well, my husband is, f- lovingly enough, found a book series that he is obsessed with. And he is now on the hunt for all the Glenn Cook Black Company books. Okay. Specifically the, the bind-ups. So I'm running around the store going through all these different genres, looking at all the stuff because I only got 20 minutes and then I got to meet up with Mallory. And so I'm like, I got to get it all in. Yeah. I got to get it all in. Well, he comes bounding down one of the aisles for the fiction he's like i can't find it and i was like what do you mean you can't find what do you, what do you mean you can't what book can't you find he's like i can't find the glenn cook books i was like <laughs> you mean cookbooks or your glenn cook books and he's like those they're not anywhere i can't find them anywhere i was like well where are you checking he's like i was checking in the fiction section i was like why would you check in the fiction section he's like well it's high fantasy it has to be in the fiction section i'm like no they put high fantasy in sci-fi he's like why would they do that it has nothing to do with high fantasy that's <laughs> so stupid well in that same aisle i was one of the people that worked there was putting the books away he's like actually sir we do put it in science fiction we consider it part of science fiction and david's like well i already checked there i was like let's go we'll go check again <laughs> we'll just go check again because you really probably weren't checking i got 10 bucks in my pocket that says you found them <laughs> I found them. <laughs> Give me that 10 bucks. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Keep it. But there was. There was one of the bind-ups just sitting there on the shelf right in the sea. And he was like, they weren't there a minute ago. I was like, did you just resell this, sir? Did you happen to bring out new material? He's like, I haven't been in this aisle to reshelf in a few days. So clearly he just overlooked it. Overlooked it. But, like, the frustration on his face for like never having to hunt for books he's never had to do anything before like that having to like feel our frustration for the first time we literally walked out of the stores like i don't know how you do it i don't know how you do any of this just the letdown of yeah there's a book there but it's a book that i already own or yeah it's it's here but it's in the wrong section or like i'm like it's part of the hunt man it's part of the hunt but at the same time it annoys the crap out of me sometimes because sometimes high fantasy is not in sci-fi it isn't just a regular fiction 
section. And I'm like sitting there going, well, there should be some stability somewhere down the line. But there's not. No. And I feel like a lot of times it's not just libraries that'll miscategorize things Mm -hmm. or that they'll put it in a different section that you're not expecting it. Right. Some books just get put in categories they don't belong in. Yeah. Which is kind of what we were talking about today, which is why Mm -hmm. your wine is so perfect. Yes. It is a perfect wine. As a segue into what we're talking about today, which is miscategorized books. Yeah. Specifically books that we feel are miscategorized. We're not talking about like... Um, like your wine in the in the sense that they get put in the sci-fi fantasy section. But I feel like that's part of it. Like that's part of the problem is like they're getting put into categories that don't honestly. Okay, so when you when I say science fiction, what comes to mind? Like. I, I don't know, like, D&D and, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Really? Like, like Space D&D. Odyssey. Okay, and- like, no, I think Space Odyssey. When I think science fiction, I think space. So you're talking more like Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, That's the biggies. Those no, are the two big ones. Those are the two big ones, but there's another one that I'm trying to think of that my brother watches all the time, or he used to watch all the time. I don't know. Oh, well. There's another one. Anything that falls on the... Okay, here's the thing. Here's how I used to categorize science fiction. Anything that's on the sci-fi channel, science fiction. But then they go out and they put magicians on the sci-fi network. That's kind of... And I'm mad. That's kind of where I'm getting my D&D type stuff, though, from that. Because, like, they put stuff like that on sci-fi all the time now. But here's the thing. Half Price Books has a whole section devoted to D and D now that is away from the sci-fi. So when does when does the genre break off? When does it become not part of the mainstream genre and now has its own genre? Well, that's true, and that's something that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Okay. So to get us started, mm-hmm. I guess what I want to talk about first is. What do you define as a genre? So what what I mean is, it, just to kind of answer mm-hmm. your question, where does it break off? Well, okay. So, like, when I think of genres, I'm thinking, like, the main guys. Like, science fiction, romance, fiction, nonfiction, like, home and gardens, things like that. The big name, the big stream things. Like, I always thought of genres as umbrellas. Okay. So, like... In the sci- within the fiction, you have an umbrella, and then you have multiple like spurs coming off the umbrella that represents historical fiction. You know, science, not science fiction, because that's honestly its own thing. Well, but it's part at of the same fiction. time. Historical fiction is kind of part of its own thing now too. Yeah, but they're all can still be encompassed under the fiction bubble. That's it's true. still considered fiction. YA is considered fiction, but yet we put it off on its own now because it's become such a big thing. That's where I wanted to get out of you. I think it has to get big enough on its own to become its own genre, to actually break off. So that's mm-hmm. where I feel like 
where do you draw the line? D&D has become such a big thing since the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. that it's now its own thing. It's its own genre because it's so huge now. Okay. And so I, I'd i say, like, some of these new genres like um, contemporary romance or mm. um, new yeah. adult fiction yeah. are becoming their own genres because they're finally getting big. Right. No, and I, I agree. Um, just so you all note, I looked up on Goodreads and I, while I attempted to count all the genres that Goodreads actually uses, I kind of pooped out after page two and there's five pages. Oh, good Lord. Five pages worth of genres or categories almost. That Goodreads identifies? That Goodreads identifies. Five pages worth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some of the two, okay, I only grabbed two, but like these are some funny ones. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is its own genre? Mm-hmm. No, it is not. It had 900 books. Doctor Who had less than that, though, which I find is bizarre because you think Doctor Who would be more mainstream. Yeah. But, Especially uh, after Buffy what, like the Vampire Slayer had more. Well, here's the thing. Buffy the Vampire Slayer has its own books and its own, like, comic books. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's lumping that in and not, like, differentiating between comic books or actual books and that was something else i was like okay hang on a second when you're talking genres comic books is that its own thing see for me it is comic books is its own genre to me and i well, get it that I, there's I feel different like genres within comic books but the the way i was thinking about it, i was like okay, if we're gonna go with genres we're talking about what the the book the manga the pamphlet represents is like talking about what yeah. it it's characterized as but goodreads has a whole section of comic book and graphic novel categories so it said like comic book fiction comic book mystery and i was like that's really interesting that they're breaking it down like that because you would just you would think you would just lump it all together as oh it's a comic book yeah but then i was sitting there and i was thinking i was like well you know they have marvel and marvel is considered comic books but it's its own category that's true so like even though it, it so like you have okay it's like here's a book and you either have a book a manga or a comic and then that book, manga, or comic fits into its genre. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess I can agree with that. Up until now, I've kind of made comics and graphic novels their own genres. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess you can't just make books their own genre. Yeah. So, that's unfair of me to say that. A book is a genre. Yeah. <laughs> what are you reading? A book? What a kind book. of book? A bookie book. 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 <laughs> it's a book book. It's a book book. It's a book book. But, like, I don't know, like, five pages of just categories that these books fall into. And then, like, those are just some random ones that I found. And, I like, I told you about another one. I was like, I never thought that would have been a thing. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, we found a cisgendered category on there. And I, I realized that LGBTQ had its own category, mm-hmm. had its own genre. Right. But I never would have assumed that cisgender was its own genre. I just kind of figured that... There was another one that was like Harlem something. And when I clicked the on Harlem it... Harlem Romance. It, no, it didn't even say Harlem Romance. It was like Harlem and then there was like a dash and there was something else. Like it was like 
Harlemism or something. Huh. Yeah. But it was romantic books with Harlem characteristics maybe to put it lightly i'm trying to not be racist yeah no no one would think that the main characters were african-american okay (laughs) but like it's centered around that type of world and it's kind of one of those you like stop and think and you're just like that's its own category like what else is its own category at this point see for me my main genres are like fiction non-fiction Mm -hmm. then you got your elits See, and here's the thing. I never heard of Elit until I feel like e-readers came out. Yeah. And then and then smut books became Elit. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here going, well, is it still considered a smut book or is it considered Elit? What's the difference? Well, is I just call one... it Elit, but anything that's erotic. Well, romance. even erotic is. Okay. So like when I. Okay. So growing up. Smut books were the books that were very sexualized. Yeah. Which in this day and age, now looking back as an adult that is very well-rounded in her reading, they were really talking about erotic literature. Yeah. But into a sense of not all erotic literature is erotic. Like, I feel like it's... Not every elit book is Fifty Shades. Right. And, like, not every smut book falls under the same lines. So, I feel like we've expanded so much in labeling things now to, like, when we were kids, it was all black and white. You either, like, read fiction or you read nonfiction or you read chapter books. That was another thing. Middle grade, it was was never called middle grade. It was just called chapter books. It was called chapter books or star books. I remember that. Yeah. And that's still what they're called at the juvie. We have... We have sections set up in the library where mm-hmm. they can find their authors. They can find their genres and stuff. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's set up where the classrooms are all YA. So it's just mm-hmm. set up by an author. But then out in the actual library section, we have tons of different genres. So they set them up by historical fiction, sports books. Mm-hmm. And then they have comic books. They have mangas. They have, mm-hmm. you know, different things like that. Yeah. But the chapter books are just called chapter books. It's not called middle grade. And that's so weird because if you go into a a bookstore establishment and you go oh I'm looking for chapter books they kind of look at you kind of weirdly and go well I don't understand what you mean by chapter books. all books have chapters <laughs> I, yeah they're all look they all look at you like all books have chapters what are you wanting <laughs> and then you have to go well it's for my child it's for school and then they're like oh well how old is your child oh he's you know, he or she is in middle school and they take you to the middle grade section now. It's and then not... they hand you Prosper Redding and all is well. <laughs> and all is well. I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like a lot of things have either been blown, almost blown out of proportion or are now finding new, or, or authors are now finding new ways to almost categorize things themselves. Because you had a book... La- on the last episode. Yep. What was it called? Faking Miss Wright. Mm-hmm. And it's called a... I'm trying to remember what it's called. Actually, hold on. Give me a second. All right. I have my... So no while she goes, runs off and does that, I was going to tell you some more cool notes to, like, think upon. New adult romance, ha- that genre, has only been around since 2009, which means it's only 10 years old, folks. It was coined by the St. Martin's Press... Back in 2009, while describing 
the new popularized writing style for YA authors. The main points of a new adult romance is that the protagonist must be 18 years to 25 years of age. The ideas of the book or main plot points should be about leaving home, developing sexually, education, or career choices. Okay. Well, that brings up a good point for me. So I'll start out with, first of all, answering your your question. It was called Faking Miss Wright. Mm -hmm. The genre it falls under is called, quote-unquote, a hot romantic comedy. And... It was straight up elit, guys. Like, okay, so hang on. How can you label then it as a romantic comedy? But then, are you okay? So you're saying it's technically what? Here you go. In your own words, define what is elit. Erotic literature to me is anything that where the main point of the story is to get you to a sex scene. Okay, that that's what I define as erotic. And I'm gonna back you up on that because I agree. So in faking Miss Wright. Um, basically he buys her, not buys her, he asks her to pretend to be his girlfriend because he needs someone to pretend to be his girlfriend for okay, a family. Okay, so hang on, purposes. was there money exchange? Uh, no, he just asks her to do this and he, she says, you're going to owe me a really big favor. And I don't know what that favor is right now, but okay. you're going to owe me a big favor. And he's okay. like, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, but... There are so many times where the sexual tension is building and building and building and they're mm-hmm. they're trying to ignore it and they're trying to ignore it and then it finally crashes in on it. Right. And that's kind of the whole point of the story is to get their sexual tension to build and build and build and try to, oh, mm-hmm. they deny each other. Oh, they, oh, he denies her. Oh, she denies him. Oh, they, they try to ignore their feelings for each other. Okay. But at the end of the day, they just want to get hot and heavy in bed. <laughs> okay. So the main focus of a e-lit or erotic literature is really to move the characters through the phases until they hit a sex scene and then have the sex and then move on then going into the next build up for the next sex scene yes and it all revolves around the sex that to me that's what it is okay so for example in this in this you know i've already talked about this book it's basically 50 shades without the kink so it's still so it's they work the in Dom the same office stuff. yeah it's still the same they work in an office together mm-hmm. they really shouldn't be together there's so many reasons why they don't fit together but it's all right. about getting you to that next sex scene it's just mm-hmm. without the dom sub part of it okay where in an in an interesting turn of events i went and looked up 50 shades and 50 shades falls under your new adult romance really yes but for me it's elit how is that new adult well hang on how old is she in the books she's like 20 is she between the ages of 18 and 25 22 23 maybe and that does technically fall into the developing of sexuality yep that's not okay i'm not okay i know i'm not okay so now we're sitting here because hang on a second if we're gonna because no and that's like the literal like terms of what is considered new adult romance Mm -hmm. so by saint martin's press logic 50 shades of gray is considered new New adult adult. Mm -hmm. i kind of feel really icky now (laughs) i mean there has to be a line that has to be drawn between elit and new adult romance so you can't just call something new adult romance and it's no longer elit i think here here's the thing or 
does new adult romance fall under you like kind of like how fiction has historical fiction well and and that's what i looked up also did you know that contemporary romance is more of a large umbrella genre with subgenres under it no yes and one of those subgenres is elit so contemporary romance is the big genre and elit's the little genre it can technically have elit within it what i know and i don't understand it i don't I feel like Elit is its own thing now, but here, I, I have it pulled up and we can kind of go through. Um, so the contemporary romance is borderline described as a time period of romance set after World War II and is sometimes referred to as modern romance. It is the most popular classification in the romantic genre. So here's what I even think is even more crazier in this whole genre learning experience is that you have the main categories, fiction, nonfiction, romance, science fiction, Mm -hmm. and then you have subcategory of that, contemporary romance. Under that, it says the themes and subgenres are varied with a wide range. Popular contemporary subgenres include Christian romance, erotica, fanta- fantasy romance, ram- romance suspense, which I'm kind of very concerned on what that would be, <laughs> <laughs> paranormal romance, young adult contemporary, Eminem con- contemporary lesbian romance. The list keeps going, by the way. Huh. Mm-hmm. I feel like my whole world has been flipped upside down. But really? Well, and here's the thing. I was like, oh, I want to read Crazy Rich Asian. Is that technically a rom-com? A romantic comedy? Yeah. Or is that a contemporary romance that is romantic comedy? Or is it a new adult? Or is it a new adult? Well, no, I think she's over the age of 25. Oh, is she? I think she's over the age of 25. But how crazy is that? Like, I had always had had those, like, separated in my brain. Yeah. Because when you think of romance, you you don't honestly think, I, okay, I, I will not say we, I do not technically run to the whole sex thing. I don't either. Okay. For me, a romance book is, like, one of those, uh, and- Forgive me, Amanda. I know this is your bread and butter, but when I think of a romance books, I think of those Amish romance books that you see all the, the time in bookstores. Yeah. yeah, where it's just like it's it's wholesome. It's like country boy. Mm. No, it's not always Amish, obviously. Right. But it's it's like you know the country boy that saved me, or mm. um, God, what is that movie that I just watched with the kids? Safe Haven. Have you ever seen it? I have not. Um, basically this woman, uh, gets away from an abusive relationship and Mm -hmm. this guy sweeps in and kind of saves her and brings her back and they fall in love and there's no sex in the movie. There's no sex in the book. Well, there's like a tiny sex in the book, but it's, it's not, that's not the main main drive. It's becoming, it's finding yourself again after heartbreak kind of thing. Yeah. And that's romance to me where a guy swoops in and. Or girl. uh, Yeah. A guy or a girl or two guys. Or people that don't identify. Um, <laughs> we're very they, open here. <laughs> yeah, we're very open here. Um, where they sweep in and just save the main character mm-hmm. from never wanting to love again. Right. That's romance to me. Yes. Whereas Elit to me is sex, 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 and more sex, which I also enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like 
And that's why I, I literally wrote down what I consider as rom, um, erotic romance, because we were talking about that, mm-hmm. too, uh, with uh, the Kiss Quotient, which we will be reviewing next episode. Next episode. Mm-hmm. So definitely, if you're wanting to read that with us, hop on that band train. It's going to be a great... The dis- band train? The band train. Yes. The bandwagon. The whatever. Train, <laughs> wagon, car, bicycle, train. whatever automobile <laughs> usage you need to do, you do it. <laughs> and I'm clicking a button. It's not going to work. There it goes. Go. All right. So definitely I think that's going to be a really great book discussion. And I hope everybody can tune in and join yes. us with that. Um, going back though, what I I have been on this whole like I think erotic romance is a thing. I think it needs to be its own subcat, maybe subcategory, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. The rules on on what becomes subcategories, but don't become sub. Who knows? Any but anything would work. But erotic romance, it must still have a plot. So it has to have a working plot. There has to be a reason for it. That is not just sex. Yes. So, like, there actually has to be a problem outside of just them wanting to have sex with each other mm-hmm. and can't. And honestly, I don't even think the can't should be even in there. They have sex. Yeah. I don't think the whole can't should really be a part of erotic romance because you're having sex. Yes. It's just not there to move the plot. It can move the plot, but it's not the thing that the plot is built around. Exactly. It can move the plot, but that doesn't mean it has to be the central part of the plot. No. The other thing I said, it has to have at least two full sex scenes. Okay. I agree. Because I don't believe in the teasing thing if we're going to go full, you know, into this. If we're going to call it erotic romance, it needs at least two full sex scenes, I feel like, to have that type of label. Okay. I mean, if it has... Okay. No, I'm serious. What What do you think? If the book only has one really true big sex scene... I don't think it's erotica. There you go, folks. It's not erotica. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the other one I threw in here is just because I think this is part of the plot is... The reason for the characters not to communicate needs to be viable. Mm-hmm. Okay? In this day and age, everybody can text. Everybody can get on their laptop and email. Skype, whatever you, you gotta do. Send carrier pigeon. I don't care. There's a way to talk shit out. Yes. And I cussed. Oopsies. Oh, well. Sometimes it pops out, guys. We're adults. It happens. Yeah, but anyways, I feel like that that honestly that also has to be a key thing when it comes to romance because i feel one too many times romantic authors cop out and it's something simple as oh they're too shy to send this text to such and such because it's scary no send the dang text right it ain't worth it it's not worth my time it ain't worth your time just send the text or call the guy or gal. Or find another way to do a mute cute. Like, come on. Yeah. You had them randomly bump into each other at a Macy's. While in the lingerie section. Just do something. Just do something, man. Like, I don't think it's that hard. But I think authors authors take the easy way out mm-hmm. when it comes to building suspense in romance books. And I feel like if you're going to do that, I don't honestly think it's romance. I think it's something else. I don't know what that something else is, but I definitely don't think it's romance. Mm-mm. What do you think? 
Do you agree? Do you disagree? What no, do you I definitely agree with you. There has to be... There has to be something else. I just... Like, okay, here's... Give me another one of your books. You've been... You did a whole list. Yeah, so one of the books that I did mm-hmm. was called Cruel Magic. It's book one of the Royals of Villain Academy by Eva Chase. Ooh, weren't, isn't that on your uh, TBR list this month? Yes, and I finished it. I'm oh. so proud of myself. I'm already getting through them. Um, girl, go. It was a really, really good book. I'll say that straight up. Mm-hmm. I won't talk about it too much because that'll be in our wrap-ups episode. But Which is the end of the month. It, the category it falls under is just paranormal. Really? Whereas I would put this mm-hmm. under like new adult contemporary maybe. Not necessarily contemporary romance. But mm. it takes place in kind of like a finishing type school. So it's ages like 18 to 22, 23. It's, like, it's kind of like a college. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's going to be a tick mark in the New Age box. And she has... To, it's definitely paranormal because there's magic involved. Mm. But for the most part, it's like her trying to navigate this new environment. Okay. And having to fight with these really four powerful men, all of whom are attracted to her. One of whom she sleeps with. Hmm. All of whom she's attracted to. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's definitely going to be a romance aspect of it coming along. I, I think I know what it should have been labeled. Okay, go. Reverse harem. Very, okay, it could have been, <laughs> however. That, and if you don't know what that means, that is a categorization for anime. <laughs> Well, okay, so a harem would be one guy, multiple women. Reverse harem is one woman, multiple men. Yes. So, and in this case, it is true. I I If she sleeps with all of them. Because so far, she's kissed two of them. Is that the rule in reverse harem? Is they all have to have some sort of sexual relationship? Or do they just have to have some sort of intimate relationship? Maybe. Because if it's just you an intimate, right. if it's just an intimate relationship, you could have done paranormal, reverse harem, um, new age or new, yeah, new adult fiction, new adult fiction, reverse harem. Ooh, that <laughs> sounds really interesting. It's a mouthful, but it it's is. a reverse. It's a reverse harem, but it's new adult. It is It is very good. I'll give you that. So whatever we guys decide mm. that book should be categorized as, like, it's it's a very good book, and I think you should read it. Yeah. Um, Any other honorable mentions in that book? You brought a lot down in prep time. Yeah. Well, basically, my, my overall thought okay. is that there's definitely a need for new categories sometimes because occasionally a book doesn't fall under anything yeah. like like we just created that thing for, for we, just, we just merged ideas to the point where i'm like you know what it's it'll work it's gotta work because <laughs> there's nothing else we else we could do because sometimes paranormal just doesn't cut it you well, know and here's the thing i feel like paranormal gets a bad rap because to me paranormal isn't just straight up magic yeah paranormal means that there are some sort of mystical element beyond just a wizard or a witch yeah and there's no vampires and werewolves and anything else that's paranormal other than 
magic in this book. So I then I really wouldn't th- honestly say paranormal then. Yeah, and but that's what it's categorized as. It's categorized as a paranormal book. No ghosts, no witches, no phenomenons. Nope. Just magic. Just magic. Straight up magic. Straight up magic. Is it elemental? Sort of. So there are two classes of magic. There's called joymancery and fearmancery, where you get your magic from creating joy in others, and you get your magic from creating fear in others. And then it gives you an innate magical ability to be able to do elemental magic, insight magic, um, okay. like mess with people's mind, illusion magic, all sorts of magic. It's just where you draw your power from. I can kind of then maybe see where they would maybe try to say it's paranormal, but I don't honestly think that's paranormal. I think that's almost borderline high fantasy at this point. Because it's the magic isn't even the main plot of the story. It's her trying to navigate her new spot in this society Mm. with these four powerful males Mm. either trying to get with her or denying their feelings for her or coming after her or... It, it it just depends on the guy. Okay, honestly. reverse harem fantasy. Yes. I honestly think that's where that would fit. It's a reverse harem. And I think it's honestly more towards a fantasy novel. Mm-hmm. Because you do have that, you know, magical element. However, that's all it is. It's only magic. It has no mystical creatures, no phenomenons, nothing that honestly, quote unquote, makes it paranormal. Yeah. Like, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is considered paranormal. But apparently Buffy the Vampire Slayer is his own genre I know. Who knew? I'm really impressed by that, by the way. 900 (laughs) books. Way to go. Way to go. Really, though. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that same thought that sometimes there's a need for other categories, Mm -hmm. I feel like most of the time you should use the categories you already have. True. So, like, for example, when you're talking about faking Mrs. Wright, how it's called a hot rom-com, why can't, I feel why like, can't you have an e-lit with rom-com aspects? You, you see what right. I'm saying? Like, why doesn't it just fall under e-lit, but you can still make it a rom-com, like, within the book? A romantic comedy. Because mm-hmm. for, I mean, it, even Fifty Shades has its funny parts. I actually drilled into ro- romantic comedy just to see what Goodreads described it as. Mm-hmm. And it says, romantic that contains a lot of humor may also be referred to as light or fluffy. Typically, romantic comedy is focused on the romance and adventure aspects of the relationships. Case in point, Sophie Gonzalez, I've got your number. So the book that I'm currently reading does fall over romantic comedy. Okay, and how are you liking it so far? Do you think it fits romantic comedies pretty I've well? I've only read two chapters just because I had a lot of backlog yeah. reading that I needed to get through. But so far, I can kind of see the comedic aspect. Like, we literally open up right off the bat seeing our main character, Poppy, scrambling around an event, a venue that's trying to be clean by, like, little old ladies that don't speak any English. And okay. she's, like, freaking out because she's lost her engagement ring. And she's trying to, like, grab a hold of a little bit of, like, reality mm-hmm. while trying to find this family heirloom. So it's definitely... I can already see, okay, this is going to be comedic. Because literally within that few spans of the first chapter, she has her going out to, like, some random Japanese businessman 
and trying to do like a candy gram to keep this guy in the lobby so the guy that owns the phone can like complete his business transaction and that allows her to like keep the phone for a little bit it's really like i've only read the first two chapters but already i'm starting to get that comedic vibe yeah so i definitely see that it's gonna be light heart it's gonna have that fluffy aspect which you know actually reading these like the actual descriptions of the genres kind of makes me wonder what i have sitting honestly on my tbr shelf that's what it is yeah because i've always just thought oh this is romance this is non this is fiction this is ya that's how i have my my bookshelf broken down i'm really kind of curious now to go through and really look and see like okay what is this honestly put in and what does that genre actually mean yeah so but yeah no that's that's really weird The only other book that I had on here, and I wanted to have a debate with you on whether or not you thought this book was correct. Mm -hmm. So, the book name? The Dreadful Tale of Prosper Redding. (gasps) Ah! It falls under middle grade, and that's it. Yeah. But that's the only genre that Goodreads and Amazon listed as is middle grade. No, that can't be true. Yes! No! Go on there and look. I'm telling you. I'm going to go on there and look right now. Everything that I looked at just says middle grade for the genre. I don't believe that. Childhood, children's slash middle grade, fantasy, fantasy, paranormal. Okay. I didn't see that. I win. I win, I win, I win. (laughs) See, because that's And you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense that it would be considered fantasy slash paranormal because what you're talking about is demons demons would be falling under paranormal however they're 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 also going to whole new worlds which falls under fantasy right and that's what i wanted to debate because when it says it's just middle grade you can't just call something middle grade i feel like that yeah i feel like they could be like oh it's a middle grade read as in like it's considered in the middle like a middle grade schooler appropriate read yeah like it's straight up like it's definitely not elit it's not (laughs) elit and it's not ya either i feel like ya has is a little bit more explicit now than it was when we were kids yeah so like that would have been considered young adult when we were kids yeah (laughs) and now it's considered middle school just because of like how different the genres change but I, I to say it's only middle grade I yeah no I would I would have had to argue that's that's not okay I don't know I think I think you're right I think that if it was just straight up middle grade I would have had to tell you no that's incorrect there's yeah. more to it and that's all that's just that's all I found was just that it's middle grade. And I can't see it just staying in that one genre. So I'm right. glad that you found that. Yeah. Prove and me wrong. No. And then, just so that our listeners know, when we say middle grade, we're talking the main characters are between the ages of 8 and 12. When we're saying young adults, the characters are between the ages of 13 to 18. So if you look at it like that, and you're looking at who's reading these books, it makes sense. Yeah. However, we're like almost 30-something-year-olds, and we're still Still reading YA. And you know what? No shame at that. No shame in my game. No shame at all. Well, like, 
some of the sometimes you just need a good reflection and i feel like ya can do that yeah like not all ya is considered like fluffy casey west novels yes like yeah casey west is a very big name in contemporary ya but at the same time like you have hunting houdini and mm-hmm. that's technically considered YA because she's right on the cusp between 18 and 19. However, it has nothing to do with, with sexuality at all. Yeah. It has more to do on her adventures. And I feel like that's maybe why it's put in YA. Instead of new adult. Instead of new adult. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. So if you guys have any books or, uh, in this case, comic books or graphic mm-hmm. novels, as we've found out, that you feel have been miscategorized or that you feel don't necessarily fit one genre, yeah, let us know. Hit us up. Mm-hmm. You can find us at Wine and Dine Pod at Twitter or at uh, Instagram at Wine and Dine Pod, or you can email us at Wine and Dine Mod at gmail.com. um so i get do you have anything else that you want to say for this episode no i'm i'm good i'm very impressed though with the length of genres that are out there like just the wide mass of it yeah take go take a look at goodreads and read their five pages of genres maybe you'll find something that's interesting to you and you can find a couple new books to go along with it yes all right well to take us out i'm ashley i'm megan and this is wine Wine and dine The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest, or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. Oreos goes in my mouth like an Oreo. <laughs> I didn't have anything else. I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs>